Shalom Aleichem, this is Rabbi Kovex, and we are finishing our journey in the Mishnah Yomi through Yevamot. Today, we're in chapter 16, Mishnah Vav, Me'idin Le'or Haner. We can testify to seeing somebody has deceased, even if we saw them by candlelight, Le'or Levana, or by moonlight. We don't have to have clear daylight. As long as we have what we've seen before, most of the facial structure or some clearly identifying uh, simanim uh, indications that this is the same person. Vesin al pi botkol. Not only that, we can marry the widow, allow the widow to get married, really, on the basis of a botkol. Now, botkol is an interesting topic. <clears throat> Sometimes in Shas, we translate this to mean a sort of lower level of divine inspiration, sort of a a low-level prophecy. And sometimes it just means you've overheard someone speaking and you're not sure who was speaking. And sometimes it means you've heard an echo, like someone shouting from a canyon and you hear the echo. So the idea is, even though we're not sure who made the announcement that this man has died, we could still rely on that for the widow to remarry. As we explained before in chapter 10, this is for takanat agunot, so that women aren't stuck being in aguna, and the reason we are lenient, we explained in chapter 10, was that a woman, a married woman, is very careful before relying on, you know, what is really flimsy testimony that the husband is deceased. She's going to check it out and try to investigate and try to confirm this event. There was an event where they saw someone standing on the top of a hill or a mountain, and he shouted, Ish ploni ben ploni makam ploni met. So-and-so, the son of so-and-so from this certain place, he's dead. Halhu, they went up to the hill to see who that guy was. Velo Matsu Sham Adam, they didn't find anybody there. So it could be that this man actually jumped off the mountain. Hisiu et Ishto. So they allowed the widow of the identified man to remarry. Veshuv Maise, there was another event, but Salmon, a city in the Galil, Be'echad Sha'amar of a certain man who shouted, Ani Ishploni ben Ishploni, I am this certain man. Nishachani nochash, and God forbid, I've been bitten by a poisonous snake. Hare, hare, met. I'm, I'm dying. Vaholchu v'loidru. They went to the place. They found the dead body. They didn't recognize the body because it had some disfiguration from the venom of the snake. God forbid. He see what ishto, and they allowed the widow of the identified man to remarry based on this event. On to Mishnah Zayin, the last Mishnah in Yevamot. It's very interesting. It's like the history of this halacha. Amar Biyakiva Biyakiva says. When he went down to Naharda, that's a city in Bavel, that had a large Jewish population, and he went down to um, basically, literally the translation is to make the year a leap year, to make the year pregnant, to add an extra month. So normally that was done in Eretz Yisrael, as we learned way back in Masechet Rosh Hashanah this past summer. They tried to do that in Eretz Yisrael. They couldn't because the Romans had banned the court from meeting to, you know, decide on leap years and leap months. So they went to Bavel to do this. Matsati Nehemia Ish Beit Deli. I found there Nehemia Ish Beit Deli, who was a big sage. Amarli and Nehemia over in Babylon, he told me, told Rabbi Akiva, Shemati, I heard, that you don't rely on one witness to allow a widow to get remarried over there in Eretz Yisrael. El Rabbi Huda ben Bava, only Rabbi Huda ben Bava is a great enough sage to go ahead and find a heter to give permission to these agunot to remarry based on one witness. The Numeiti lies, Rabbi Kiva responded to Nehemia, Kenadvarim, it's true. It's only Rabbi Huda ben Bava in Eretz Yisrael who is mater these agunot based on one witness. Everyone else, it seemed, was too scared at the time to rely on it. 
This actually reminds me, there was a Misa in modern times, about, well, about 20 years ago, Ravavadia Yosef Zatzal was an expert in writing chuvot for agunot and in, in being, you know, releasing uh, women who were, you know, anchored and d- didn't know what to do from their situation so they could remarry. And he, he suffered a heart attack and the doctors needed to perform emergency surgery. He said, you'll have to wait a couple hours. I need to go home and finish this chuva for an aguna so she can remarry. The doctor said, no, you're, you could die, God forbid, in those next two hours. He said, no. I have to write this because I don't think anyone else out there could finish writing this tshuva to allow this poor woman to get remarried. She has no one else except me who is an expert enough, who has the, you know gone through the situation enough to actually allow her. So he went home for a couple hours, finished the tshuva, then went to the hospital for emergency cardiac surgery. So back to the Mishnah. Amr Li, so Nehemia says to Rabbi Akiva, who's visiting from Yitzchel, Amor Lehem, tell the rabbis in Yitzchel, Mishmi, from my name, Atem Yodim, you should know, she hamedina mishubeshet begaiset. You know the the roads have bandits and and outlaws and and armies on them, so I can't go myself to tell them. So when you Rebbe Kiva go back to Israel, tell them in my name. Mikubloni mirebin Gamliel hazaken. I have a kabbalah. I have a teaching, a clear teaching from Rebbe Gamliel, the elder. Shemesin at the isha That yes, we do rely on one witness, even a non-kosher witness, usually to allow an aguna to get remarried. So now Rebbe Kiva continues the story. When I came back to Israel, I presented this tradition to Rabban Gamliel. Now, this Rabban Gamliel in Israel is the grandson of Rabban Gamliel Hazaken, who is on record as allowing a widow in Aguna to get remarried based on one witness. Samach Lidvarai. He was very happy to hear that his grandfather had been lenient and allowed reliance on one witness for a woman to remarry who was otherwise stuck. Amar, and he said, Matsanu Chaver, we found a companion, Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. It's Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, who until then had been the only one who was lenient. Now the rest of the sages in Eretz Yisrael were lenient. Metocha Dvarim, and from this discussion, Nizka Rabbi Gamliel ben Gamliel remembered an event that happened earlier. Shneharu Harugim Betel Arza. Many people, many men were murdered at Tel Arza. Hisi Rabbi Gamliel Azokin Nishotayin, and his grandfather had, re- had allowed the widows to be remarried. All P aid echad on the basis of one witness. And the Chazaka was they could get uh, remarried based on one person's testimony. And the Chazaka they made was Liyot Messin aid me P aid. Even if it wasn't the witness to those deaths, but the witness who heard from the eyewitness. Or Mipi Evid, or from a servant, Mipi Isha, or from a woman, Mipi Shifcha, or a female servant. People are not normally qualified to be witnesses in the court. And the, the Mishnah brings a dissenting opinion, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua, Omrim, they said, We wouldn't rely on one witness to allow a widow to get remarried. And Rabbi Kiva says, We might rely on one man, but not on one woman. Velo alpi evid lo alpi shifcha, or a servant evid kanani. Velo alpi krovim, and not from relatives. Amru lo, the sages said back to him, they're telling Rabbi Kiva, why do you rely on one man, but not one woman? Maiseh b'nei levi, there were levim, shaholchu litzoar, iratamari, they went to tzoar, the city of the date palms, probably to pick some date palms, or maybe to get some dates. Veholo echod mehen baderch, one of them became very ill on the way to tzoar. They brought him into an inn, you know, paid for his room, and the, the innkeeper was not even Jewish. When they came back from Soar, 
Amru, these Levim, they said Lepundakits to this non-Jewish woman, where's our friend? Amr Lahem, she said to them, Met Kvartiv. He passed away, unfortunately, from his illness, and I had to bury him. I see you at Ishto. And when they came back to town, these sages allowed the widow of this man to remarry based on a non Jewish innkeeper's testimony. Amru Lo, so the sages are arguing it's Rabbi Akiva, they said, Lo to hey Kohenit, Kibundakit. Wouldn't a Jewish woman or, you know, a, the daughter of a Kohen, the wife of a Kohen, a real Jewish woman, be at least as believed as a non Jewish innkeeper? Amar Lahem, Rabbi Kiva responded to them, Yeah, if that innkeeper was trusted based on her own testimony, then yes, I would trust any woman, Jewish or non-Jewish, to testify. But Rabbi Kiva points out they didn't rely merely on her words. When the Levim came back, she brought out for them Maklo, the walking staff of this deceased man, Tarmilo, his, his bundle, like his backpack, the Sefer Torah. And the Sefer Torah he always used to carry around and learn from. So it wasn't just her testimony. There were actual, you know, some evidence, some factual evidence that confirmed her words. That's why they relied on her. The Kehati here points out that Lehalacha, we do rely on one witness. And of course, it's a, it's a very great Shaila for the greatest sages in our generation. When such events, God forbid, do take place to allow the Aguna to remarry. It, it's not something we just do willy-nilly, but it can be done. And one more interesting observation is that the first time Yibum comes up in the Torah was Yehuda and Tamar. And Tamar was given some of the personal items of Yehuda. said, Hakerna, you can recognize who the pregnancy is from based on these items. And that's why Yehuda admitted, it's from me. And she's right. And here by this deceased Levi, we had the same thing happen. The items proved the words. And finally, it's really interesting that this sick Levi had a Sefer Torah, Shahaya Biyado. The Mishnah says his Torah was always in his hand. So thank God we have some, some of us have the pocket-sized Mishnayot. You can have the Mishnayot in your, in your telephone, in your smartphone. You can take Torah with you. Nowadays, it's easy to take Torah with you. You don't have to, you know, buy an expensive Sefer Torah, travel size. You can, you can really have it with you 24-7. So Baruch Hashem, all of us should be Mekayim, the ideal of taking the Torah with us and learning the Torah every single day. Mazel Tov, tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, we start Ketuvot.